The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. It's been a while. The Bear, myself, Stanford Steve here. The crew back. Pod is up and going. It's one of the best weeks of the year. I still like last week better than this week because it's wall-to-wall nonstop action, but that's another conversation for another time. Bear, I'm going to start with this. This is the toughest bracket I've ever had to fill out in my life. Doing doing this all my life since I've been being able to write names on a line. This is the toughest year to fill out a bracket. Yeah, and and I think it's because you look at the number of close games we have lined in the first round. We've got, we've got 11 games uh, all already that have a point spread less than three points. And that doesn't even factor in the uh, the 11 seed playing games on Tuesday and Wednesday. We're probably going to get at least one more. You, you, I mean, it's more than you had combined the last two years. So uh, if you've got what of again, a third of the games, that are that are toss-up coin flip type games. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of wild variants and uh, a lot of coin flippy games in people's brackets. Yeah, but a bunch of games having uh, a lot of trouble with it. And it's weird because you go down. It's like yeah, the ones and the twos are all massive favorites. But yeah, if it's not a game involving a one or a two, it's uh it's tough sledding this year. Yeah, and that's what gets me to this because I started feeling that around after Thanksgiving and seeing the teams and, you know, Alabama goes to Seattle and beats Gonzaga. They go through SEC at bad losses. It just felt to me like a year where a lot of teams had a chance. You didn't have that top tier where there was three teams and then everybody else. So on February 1st, I wrote down all the teams I thought can win a national title. I had 21 teams. Yeah, I was going to say, well, we, we talked about this on Daily Wager one day, too. I think yep. I, thought, I thought you remember saying you had like 20 or 24 teams or something I, like that. I had 21 teams on February 1st. I did it again on March 1st. I had 20, and I interchanged a couple in and out, and then I lost one. Um, and then Selection Sunday, after going through the bracket yesterday morning, I did my final list, and I have 14. Mm-hmm. I have 14 teams where I think that can win the national title. And that seems like a ton. I get it. I went on our buddy Mac and cube this morning. They were laughing me off, off the show with that theory, but I, I just, because whoa, 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 whoa. why were they laughing you off the show with that? You know, theory? Nobody's nobody's as smart as those. Can, can, is, is Kentucky like a Kentucky or Tennessee? It's like automatic or Auburn SEC. Gonna, well, gonna, I, am, gonna I, I, I think, I didn't have many wins in the tournament for UAB, Auburn, and Alabama. So people down there probably are not gonna are not gonna like me. Alabama might be an underdog against Rutgers or Notre Dame. Bingo. That's that that gets me to to my thoughts. Alabama. Alabama. I'm sorry for going on a tangent here. No, no. Good. Alabama might be like the most undisciplined. I don't want to say dumb. But they make some unbelievably idiotic dis- between poor shots, stupid fouls, can't hit free throws. Like watching that game against Vanderbilt, that second half, it was unbelievable. That team's going to win a game of the tournament? I don't think so. I don't think so. And let you know what? Let's start there. Let's start with your nuggets. Now, listen, people, 
I saw people were tweeting at you as you start coming out and firing away with your NCAA tournament. Oh, Texas Tech fans. That tweet, like, that means I'm picking Montana. Me, me saying, hey, it's a coincidence maybe, but the last four threes to lose in the first round were all from the Big 12, dot, 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 Montana State, anyone? That means I'm picking Montana State. I'm just throwing something out there as a conversation piece, as a little nugget as to what's happened recently. And these and these nuggets. Unbelievable. Oh, hey, people are, they're nuts, Bear. They're nuts. And there they are. Exactly. We appreciate the passion, but I do. Especially this time of year. But I do want to point out, these nuggets you're going to throw out, they're from your database, which is man-made. This is a man-made database by you. Mm -hmm. NCAA tournament. You can't get this anywhere. No. Yeah, this was, I remember this was about, I'd say, six years ago, maybe. Uh, would have been when I'd six, seven years ago, I basically uh, acquired all of past um, lines from, from tournament games and ESPN made a deal to acquire some data. I think it was from the gold sheet, which had a bunch of NCAA closing lines. And, and that's, and I, and I, and I built this from scratch and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. And then uh, other people uh, in research like Mackenzie Kramer and, uh, and others had, some tweaking and, and made it bigger and better and more efficient. But uh, yeah, we, we built this from scratch and I'm, 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 it's one of the things I'm pretty proud of because like you said, yeah, I, I don't know of a place on the web where you, where, where you got a, uh, an, an all time NCAA uh, database back to, we, we got, we got point spreads back to the, the field of 64, 64 and 1985 that we can just kind of keep it apples to apples and, and kind of do everything. So yeah, I'm, I, I love mining this thing for little nuggets and little little trends and just kind of notes it. Again, it doesn't mean that it means run out and play this game or Correct. play this side or, but it's just kind of something to, hey, but but I will say, I do think, and um, last week on his show, I think it was uh, Gil Alexander had Dr. Bob Stoll on uh, about conference tournament things. And and he came out and said about about like, certain trends and situations and tournaments, they apply year after year and they have it. And he's done very well playing things. This is like the one time of year where he does it. But I think the teams and the players may change, but the situations with the seeds, they stay the same. The situations with coaches in certain situations, Mm. they stay the same. So I think there is some relevance when, when you find a, uh, whether whether it's a, a trend with an 11 seed who might be favored over a six seed, there there is a reason why 11s have won nine of the last 13 games uh, when they're favored over six seeds. Like they, 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 the, uh, the the it's the the situation kind of dictates the types of teams that you're you're kind of comparing and, and working with and dealing with. So some of those things that I would pay a little bit more attention to. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's start there then. Because when I look at... Now, listen, we'll give you all the all our picks and everything like that. Uh, but I want to get your, your information out there. Because that's what I think is most important. Just trying to accumulate as much information. And when you see... These 11s versus sixes. Obviously, Bama is awaiting their opponent, Rutgers, Indiana. Uh, LSU is a four and a half point favorite over Iowa State. Texas is, I believe, still a one point favorite, mm-hmm. um, even though I feel like the public's going to be all over Virginia Tech in that Correct. game. And then Michigan is the 11 and favored by two and a half points over Colorado State. So. Your information you've accumulated on the 11s and the sixes. What can you tell us to make us feel better about those picks? Yeah, there have been 13 11 seeds that have been favored over six seeds. Nine of them won outright and obviously covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the interesting thing is that of the nine uh, of, of, of the, the nine wins, they've been by an average of 16 points a game, and each has been by at least 12 points. So a lot of times these games aren't like people, they all people see this. Oh, wow. The team seated five spots lower is favored. Like, like, why is that? A lot of times these games aren't close. So maybe you find an alt line with Michigan. Uh, what, two and a half, maybe you find a Michigan minus five and a half, six and a half, seven and a half. And you take a little bit of plus money there. Uh, maybe you, you look and wait and see what happens with workers at Notre Dame. Or, or, or you, you you look and see what, what happens if that Virginia Tech-Texas game flips and Virginia Tech becomes the favorite. Because I think you're right, though. I think the two of the bigger public sides, I think, in, in the first round are going to be South Dakota State and Virginia Tech. Did you know? Yeah, I, I just – and that's where – and we'll talk about this in a bit. Like, as far as the bracket goes, I fill out a bracket totally based off public opinion. And like last year, I, I, I did well because I picked Baylor and everybody had Illinois because they came right in hot, red hot off the Big Ten. They had their Gonzaga. They had their other team. I just thought Baylor because they were kind of off the radar. They didn't win their conference tournament. I, that's another thing I look at where, you know, that steam could be really high and people. It's the last thing they see. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing. It's a really t- it's like NFL betting to me. You know, it's really, really hard to forget what you saw a team look like the week prior. And that's huge to me in March Madness. And that's why this year I don't have Gonzaga or Arizona. Um, I Right now I have two brackets. I have one. I don't even have a one seed making the final four. Um, but then I look at Kansas. And, you know, Kansas is a team who everybody talks about their draw. That side, right? Everybody's talking about Kansas and Arizona mm-hmm. and, the, and their draw that they like. I think Iowa's a, 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 a big problem. I think they've just figured things out offensively and are just going to say, we'll outscore you. I don't care who we play. And Arizona's bracket, I look at Houston, who's a team, if they can get out of there, they ain't afraid of anybody. And they, they'll, they'll, they'll defend more than anybody Arizona's faced. That could be a problem. And like I said, if they played 10 times, yeah, Arizona's probably going to win nine of them. Okay. But could that ha- one time happen? And that's the one time I, I go with that, those brackets. How about just the idea of, you know, 
and this is what sticks out to me because I look at Duke's a two seed, 17 and a half they're given. Kentucky, 17 and a half as a two seed. I can remember when ones and twos were given like 30 points. You know, like I I, I yeah. just think this this just shows you the the veteran leadership these teams have, even though they're smaller schools. Gonzaga, 23 and a half. I saw one book I think opened up Gonzaga at 28. Like th- there's numbers out there that I think are are really eye-opening. Baylor's uh, 20. Baylor is 20, 20 and yep. a half against Georgia. It's, it's, it's interesting, too, because Georgia State was a team that when I was watching the Sun Belt Tournament, yep. like I thought they'd be a 15, and I thought they would be a 15 seed that I would not want to play. I mean, they block a ton of shots. They play basically ZFG. I mean, I'm sure people know. Yep. What, what, what that means, and I thought they would have been a very dangerous 15 seed. Now, whether they can beat Gonzaga or keep that game close, I don't know. But yeah, you, you're right. Like I, I can remember the days where you got where those great Duke teams in the in the early 90s where we're laying massive amount of points. You yeah. see UNL plays ridiculous UNL, amount of points. Yeah. Give it a ton. It, it, it's it's interesting uh, what you what you said about teams winning your conference tournament mm-hmm. and then. Uh, kind of wanting to the, the public opinion. Like I think the two, to, to, the two obvious teams are Iowa and Tennessee. And, and I've been on Tennessee for a while now. And I am, I will admit a little bit concerned at the amount of weight that the bandwagon has been picking up. So I have a couple of very nice futures uh, on, on the Vols. Um, but I, I would think they're going to be a very popular pick. And look, look I, I was kind of out there on Sunday going to, part of the charge as to what, why they should be a two or like what, why, why are they not a two and Duke is comparing the, the resume metrics and whatever else. And, but you, you look at the draw a little bit more for Tennessee and it's like, it's not path sometimes means more than seed. Yes. And they get a villain. You get a Villanova team who you lost to in a weird fluky game the first time. And, and they've been dealing with their own injury problems and you beat Arizona already. And the way you play defense, if Creasa isn't fully healthy, uh, maybe you'll be okay in that game. And then Iowa is the other one. I mean, I get the love for Iowa, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's a team that really didn't have very many good wins at all uh, during the regular season. And then they got hot in the Big Ten tournament and they needed the Bahannon Miracle 3 to to beat Indiana in the semis. And, And now they're that's a dangerous first game. I mean, people love the five twelve upset, and Richmond is a team that are they are they great? No, I I don't think the A ten was no. a very good league at all this year. But Richmond, the way they limit possessions and grind it out, like, like if that if that number I I'll say eight and a half was the last number that I saw. I'm hoping by game time maybe I'll be able to get nine or nine and a half and uh, see if Richmond can maybe slow them down a little bit and uh, and, and keep that game. I don't think Richmond can win. Uh, yeah, I, I went I went to the A-10 tournament down here in D.C. Friday, yeah. uh, Friday and Sunday, and I got okay. to see Davidson twice. I got to see mm-hmm. Richmond twice. And here's the deal. And I, I, I listen, they're, they're as well coached teams as you're going to face. They are going to be a pain in the ass for these their two opponents in the first round. My problem is they're not Richmond's not your typical you know, shot clock winding out. We'll always get a three off. They're not that anymore. They struggle <laughs> to get shots off. And that was against the teams in the A-10 that I saw. Now you factor in 
you know, power five size. And I, and I was athletic with the Murray brothers and, and those guys, they could switch pretty well. And they're a handful and, and Richmond's going to have pressure on them to keep scoring. And then when you look at Davidson, I just worry about their ability to get shots off. Um, <laughs> they're going to have to get, they're going to have to be really, really clean and crisp offensively because of the, the athleticism that Michigan state can play with defensively. That's, that's where I worry about Davidson against them. This, I, I think there's been Davidson teams the last three or four years that are better than this one. Yes. Um, so that's you, you, what you worries me about you that. Didn't like, you didn't like Davidson shot selection in the last minute and a half of that game on Sunday? The, no. The, 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 three, the threes? And then, I, and then how, how did they lose that game? I mean, I, you're up six with a minute and a half to go. You don't allow a three-point field goal, mm-hmm. and you don't commit a turnover, and you lose. And that was after that went like five minutes without a field goal. It was crazy. It was not, but you could feel that you could feel it building in the building. Just the angst of like, hey, we need another bucket here, and we can't get it. And Richmond's just pulling out and ones out of their butts. Um, but uh, it was it, it it it's and I'm I'm usually I like the A10 because they do usually have some you know elite scores, and that's what worries me here because I don't think they have now. Listen, Gilliard. That guy plays 40 minutes every single game. I can't believe how awesome he is to watch in person. He was not going to let his team lose uh, late in that game, even though he didn't miss a free throw uh, to (laughs) to keep it a three-point game. But just seeing how long he's played there and seeing him with Mooney after the game, like it was just really, really good stuff. And um, I was fortunate enough to be there and just see that because that's what what those conference tournaments are made of, and, and that's why they're so good to me. But getting back to just some teams that I'm, I'm thinking at uh, as far as public perception, I think I think Gonzaga might have the toughest the toughest run when you look at every possible opponent that comes next. And let's yes. just start there yes. in the West because mm-hmm. Memphis is a two point favorite. I actually like Boise because of the public. I, I think Memphis is getting way too uh, much credit for the recent run they've been on in their conference. Now, I will say this, the Mountain West, enough is enough. You need <laughs> to win some games. And listen, I've been I've been against them. Like last year, um, I know BPI had Syracuse over 20% to make the Sweet 16. I like Syracuse last year. This year, the BPI, they're what, 17% say Virginia Tech and then 16% say Michigan. So Michigan obviously playing another Mountain West team. but. Boise is a team that I think could slow Memphis down and make things tough for them. Uh, so I like Boise. I mean, think about that. In Portland, you get Boise and Gonzaga. That's an awesome atmosphere. It is. Uh, it, I, it, I, it is. And if you look at that game and like, like I, I think Memphis is a live team here okay. just, be, just because of the matchup. Like they're not, I don't think they're going to be committing a million turnovers in the game against Boise just because of the, the pace of the play. And I think they just might score to be able to outscore Boise. So we'll, we'll see okay. ultimately what happens. But like, I'm glad you brought that up about Gonzaga because I agree with you. I think if you look at the eight, nine, the winner, especially like Memphis, like I keep having flashbacks to the national championship game last year with how Baylor just absolutely bullied them, yep. out-athleted yep. them. And, like, I could see that happening with Memphis again. Like, Dandridge and, and, and Dern and those guys, like, those are 
legit players. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they are really good. And I know Gonzaga has their wins and maybe, look, maybe in that game, Memphis would commit a million turnovers and it's a coaching mismatch of epic proportions. But if I'm Gonzaga and I have to play Memphis in the second round there, that's not a matchup I want to play. The third round, maybe you got to play Arkansas. That's not a game. Same type of thing as, as Baylor. That's not a game you want to play. Like If they get to the Elite Eight, they'll get to the Final Four. Yes, yes. I, I, I even though that, I think, because they played Texas Tech earlier this year, I'm pretty sure. Or, or maybe that could have been a year before. I look at a team as UConn. I've watched them all year. Um, they're, they're a veteran group. I think they got a brutal draw here because New Mexico's. They beat Texas Tech by 14 earlier this year. I'm sorry, Steve. I just wanted to. What's that? Down. They, you were thinking about this year. Yeah, they did. They beat Texas Tech 69 55. Okay. Yeah. That's still when, you know, Texas Tech still had transfers coming in and, and, and things like right. that. So, um, but just going back to that top of that bracket, I think Vermont as a team, second straight tournament, absolutely brutal draw. A couple of years ago, they had to play a very athletic Florida State team who I believe went to the lead eight that year. Yep. Um, now they get Arkansas, who you know is going to come at you from every single angle. Um, I'm dying to see what that matchup is in the second round. If that's UConn, Arkansas, that's a phenomenal game. If it's UConn, Vermont, if it's New Mexico State and Arkansas, either way, that that's going to be a great uh, second round game. I'd like to see UConn, New Mexico State on the on the gridiron. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Maybe we could get that. We get that in a quick lane bowl or something like that. Maybe next year. <laughs> bowl. Yeah. Oh, bowl. Good things happening. Okay. We'll save that for the preview, our post-spring yeah. ball pod. So, yeah, I, I think Gonzaga, look, I mean, those teams they are going to have to face. The, the one thing going back to Memphis is I think these, now when you get in these circumstances, I think the D, especially boys who plays good defense, they're going to make you have, like, if, if your weakness is shooting, you're going to have to make shots. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if Memphis could do that. Whereas we know Gonzaga's uh, shaming ability, Arkansas can get hot. UConn's a team that does struggle. Uh, but they do run offense, which I'd like because watching some of these teams, including in this bracket, they don't do it well. Um, and they have zero interest in defending. And I'm talking about the two seed. Um, <laughs> and that's, I just, oh, by the way, I was so angry last week being in Connecticut because I, I watching the Seton Hall Georgetown game and just like I couldn't wait to unload on UConn the yeah. next game. Oh, and you and couldn't. I couldn't because you can't bet on Connecticut in the state of Dang. Connecticut. I was, I was, I, I literally almost drove to New Jersey just so I could bet UConn minus whatever the number was. I That was my uh, best bet on Daily Hall. Wager Thursday. I know it was. Yeah. I know it was. But. Seton Hall is kind of in that Alabama category of. No doubt. Bad shots, awful fouls, turnovers. No doubt. Um, Sorry to interject on Duke. You, you can continue. No, with it's it's. I don't think there's much to say because they they're not built to to keep going in this tournament. And if they even do make it to play Texas Tech, that is a horrible, horrible <laughs> matchup. You think? Oh, um, I mean that 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 would be. It would remind me of the old Greg Paulus Duke team against Villanova in Boston when Villanova was Scotty Reynolds and that team. I mean they just took they just took their manhood. Um, and they just dominated him and made him look really soft. And that's why I think Texas Tech could do to Duke. But I don't even think Duke makes it. I think Sparty 
uh, beats Davidson, and I think Michigan State t- beats Duke. So I have Gonzaga playing Texas Tech in the Elite Eight. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I can. I think Texas Tech will be the team that gets to the eight from that bottom. Yeah, that, that bottom region. You know, you know. I, even though I did do think Montana State can beat them because of that historical <laughs> note. I, I do think it'll be Texas Tech, and I, and I think you're looking at the um, you're looking at the uh, Gonzaga or uh, or Memphis. I think I think Memphis is, was one of those plays where I think they were thirty to one to to win the region. And I, I'm like, you know what, thirty to one, couple bucks, whatever, why not? We're worth shekels. It. Yeah. Um, first round matchup. I I love the seventeen and a half with Fullerton. Um, Do you see? I like the other way. No, I love Fullerton plus seventeen and a half. Really? Yeah. I they don't defend there. They do. Yeah, but Fullerton I, can't hurt them offensively. I, I thought they were pretty impressive with what they did coming back against Long Beach. I just think it's a, it's a lot of points. A lot of points. Um, I, I get it, and usually I am kind of dog guy when, when yeah. it comes to these big numbers. I don't know. I don't know, man. This this team was picked near the bottom of the bottom of the league, and they, they kind of they just a long time up. ago. I know, and they, well, they won some games. They give them. Uh, I don't know. So you you think Rutgers could be favored against Bama? I maybe not. Yeah, I like Rutgers to advance. Uh, I know that um, to play Texas. Good, good game. Um, just trying to think other lines. I would take Michigan. Like if, State. Like if I'm if I'm Alabama, like I don't know who I would rather play because you talk about like teams like taking teams, man. Like like Rutgers, I think is a terrible matchup for Alabama. Exactly. That's what and I would say. Why, and while Notre Dame has Wesley, I, I think I think if I'm Alabama, I'd rather play Notre Dame than I would Rutgers. No doubt. No doubt about it. And you got some tricky spreads with with Arkansas five and a half and, and UConn six and a half. Um those are those are inter I mean that that was the first bracket that came out, and I was like, whoa, this is this is a loaded region. So uh moving down. To the left, bottom left is your east, and, and, like, and like those four seeds have really struggled lately. Like, like if, yeah. you, if you if you go if you go look at the last um, the, the the last couple of that last three years, mm-hmm. three and nine against the number, and or just seven and five straight up. So like these four thirteen games are very tricky, and it makes and, and again you quote unquote a, a spread number, and it looks like this massive upset. But it makes sense as to why, and just because you brought up the Arkansas Vermont spread at five and a half, like it makes sense as to why these upsets happen. Like you, you, a four seed is basically a lower area top twenty-five team that's now playing away from home against a really good mid-major, and those upsets happened all the time during this regular season. So we shouldn't be surprised that they happen now. Uh, during the NCAA tournament. So you got you just have to get and that's one of the things too when you're filling out your bracket and, and you're and you're betting these games like especially when you're filling out your bracket, you almost have to just don't even worry about that seed number. You're almost better off just going down, finding the Vegas spread and just putting what the number is in that matchup as opposed to picking your bracket based on a based on a seed uh, because the number is going to tell you more than what the one than what the seat is. Did you know? As I said, in the East, Baylor's the one, Kentucky's the two. Everybody has a bracket. They know what the seeds are. As we go down, I think 
Carolina Marquette winner could be a real problem for Baylor. Um, Akinjo's been great since he's come over. The Chachua injury, I think, really hurts, and that's what happens in the tournament. You need those guys, the big guys, to just take away easy buckets, especially in a tournament atmosphere, to give yourself another chance on the other end. And that's why I really didn't like Baylor in the Big 12 tournament. Um, even though I thought they were playing with house money, still haven't never won that thing. And I don't think they really care because they do have a national title last year. Right, And they really struggled shooting the three against Oklahoma where they like two of 21. Yeah, and that was that was a maddening thing to watch just their inability to hit shots. And I think Carolina Marquette winner is a real, real problem for Baylor um, in, in the uh, in that next round. Um, moving Carolina down. size, Carolina size could be a big issue. Yeah, it's it both it's the, the, yeah, the way it matches up. Carolina size and then Marquette's pressure. Uh, I just think they could frustrate um, Baylor. And then moving down, I, I, this is what I have. I just, I, I think Indiana is is playing as well a half court defense as you could possibly play. Have and you seen I, an update on Geronimo? If he's, if he's good to go because that, that that was the uh, I, I don't know when people are going to be listening to this and absorbing this, but like that was my biggest question. Like without him defensively, mm. like, like that could be a big issue tonight against Wyoming. Okay, uh, UCLA giving a ton. I like UCLA to advance. I and this goes back to the thing. I the BPI I hate going against them because they've been awesome uh, picking, but. I just don't you feel like Virginia Tech, everybody's gonna just gonna remember them beating Duke and they're gonna get all this money in Texas mm-hmm. lost the first round. Yeah. 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 And, and, and Billis, uh, Jay, Jay had a great, a great point on this game, and he's 100 percent correct. And it was something that I, I kind of thought about like how this game is officiated will determine who the winner is. If they allow Texas to defend and get out and bump and hand check and all that then Virginia Tech's not going to have open looks and Texas will win the game. Yeah. But if they, if they allow Virginia Tech to – if they call fouls and they get Tech to the line, which allows Tech to get open looks again, Tech will win the game. So how this game is officiated – and you could say that with a bunch of games, obviously, mm. but this one in particular will, I think, determine the winner. But, but yeah, I, I do agree with you. I think Virginia Tech will be a, uh, a very popular pick here, and, and for good reason for the way they played in the SEC tournament. Yes, and, and, what, and what is it? What is it as well? Like even, better. yeah, even if, like, what was the uh, the note that I heard to? It's like since like February first, I think it was. They like only Duke had had more wins in the ACC play than Virginia Tech did. Mm, yeah. So it's like, it, it, like it shouldn't have been a surprise to a lot of people that that the Hokies put together a good run. I think people were surprised at how well they played and how badly they beat Duke in the ACC title game. Right. But um, yeah, they, they, they took they, advantage they, of a weak conference. I'll tell you that, yeah. and they you yes. know they played well at the right time. Yep. Uh, Purdue is a team I have circled uh, preseason future on them. I think I like their draw because of everyone that's going to love Kentucky coming out of that bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, they got to do it though. Uh, it's it's and I I don't I don't judge uh, coaches on success in 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 the tournament. I think it's I think it's a little tough, and and Purdue struggled as of late. Um, obviously last year losing to North Texas, Murray and San Francisco. I could be swayed there seeing how much money is now on Murray. They are a pretty uh, public team. I like uh, USF as, in that game. Yeah. Um, and San Francisco could score, obviously playing the Western, uh, West coast conference, Kentucky, just the way they could come at you bears with both with, with Wheeler and, and Ty Ty with two guys 
And, you know, I look at Duke as a team. They, they don't have one guy that can handle the ball really well. They, I think Kentucky has two. And that's mm-hmm. why I think their, their, their versatility in, in, in the, in the backcourt. But the problem I see is with Purdue, if they get to Kentucky, I think Oscar's going to struggle with guys that are bigger than him. And they got two that could battle him. And that goes against my public thing where everybody loves Kentucky and Cal Perry. And everybody will just say Purdue hasn't won the big one. I could see myself picking Purdue on the bottom side of that bracket. And UCLA is a team that they don't look the same as last year, but I'm not giving up on them. I, I no. just think they're as tough as, as it comes. And Cronin has done a great job of adapting his style. I don't think Juzang was healthy all year, but I, he did look a lot better in the Pac-12 tournament. And to me, it, it's Tiger. Uh, Tiger's got to play well at the point guard. He was phenomenal in the run. They got a lot more out of Bernard in the Pac-12 tournament. So I have UCLA and Purdue meeting in the Elite Eight. In this you didn't bracket. even mention Ami Hawkins over the last week. Oh, regularly. Like, like they, they're getting the Hawkins that they got last year in the NCAA tournament. That's what they're getting lately for him. But, but, you're, but you're right. Tiger eliminating some of the dumb fouls and the turnovers. I almost feel like UCLA kind of treated the regular season as a little bit of a dress rehearsal for the Pac-12 tournament and the NCAA tournament. Like, like what? How, how different would your opinion of UCLA be right now if Arizona doesn't come back from double digits down in the Pac-12 title? Great point. Like, Great point. I, 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 I tweeted out earlier, like, I would love a, a, a prop to be posted somewhere that you, you could bet as opposed to just betting both two teams doing the region, like UCLA and Kentucky versus the field in the East region. Like what, what would that, what would that number be? Like, I, I I'd like that bet. Mm. Like this is the one, this is the one region where I would be very surprised if the one seed reached the final. Oh yeah, for sure. No doubt. No doubt. No, because you've, you've you've got the best two, You've got the best four, uh, and you probably have potentially the, the toughest eight nine winner as well. Even though I like Memphis Boise, but like I don't, yeah. If, if Baylor if Baylor gets there after all the injuries and some of the flaws that this team now has, I mean, I mean well done. I'll I'll no doubt. But I mean, it's been fifteen years since the defending national champion even got past the sweet 16. Yeah. So like to, to expect them to win three games, I think is asking a whole lot. Before we move on, there are a couple of things I want to mention. First, if you want more NCAA tournament talk, check out bald men on campus with Jay Billis, LaFonso Ellis and Seth Greenberg. They dropped their big tournament preview podcast on Monday, and they'll have two new episodes for you every week throughout the tournament. Follow Ballman on campus wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, new episode of the SB Pod comes out tonight. Scott, his most feared thing in the world, fills out a bracket. It is unbelievable how much he does not like it, but he will do it because he loves you, the people. Finally, watch NBA Today, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, on ESPN, and the ESPN app. You can also listen to the show as a podcast. Uh, let's go top right to the south. Arizona, the one, Nova to two. I really like TCU against Seton Hall. You touched on Seton Hall. Not like that. I like TCU in that matchup. This is a real tricky 
512-413 to come out to face that one to me. I can't get out of my head how good Houston has been in this tournament. They, I mean, I go back a couple years ago. If Michigan doesn't hit that, what was it? Poole made that shot, right? The mm-hmm. half-court shot to mm-hmm. beat them. Yep. Houston, I think, goes on a run there. And then you're looking at totally different, uh, you know, wins in the last couple tournaments. And I really worry about them, though, now with no Sasser and no Mark and seeing an extended time without them. Those are guys that could get their own bucket, and it and, and those are the guys you need in a tournament. But I still think Houston beats UAB. Do you think Houston – because um, BPI loved Houston. Is mm. – Will Houston be a favorite over Illinois? I don't know. Like how, like how how much are you going to dock Houston? Like I mean, you got to take take a little bit off of their power rating because of the players that they don't have. Yeah, but they haven't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. They haven't had them for a while now. That that, that was my be, most that, interesting. That might section. be a pick them. Yeah, I might be a pick them. That's an Illinois. Game. Illinois is so maddening that they're they're, yeah. they're one of those teams that like. The individual parts add up to a whole, whole lot less like than, than what they should. Like the individual parts are greater uh, than the sum that they add up to. Like, like, like just you look at them. I mean, with, with the perimeter players that they have and Coburn in the middle, like this, this team, the way they play D, like this, this team should be achieving, I think, and, and looking a lot better than, than what they have going into the uh, the tournament. Chatt- Chattanooga, I think, is probably is a uh, a dangerous team too, one that needed that miracle shot to, to get yeah. the problems. It just sucks because the Curbelo dynamic of that team, like they're they worse really with them the on the court. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's a weird, weird thing to see. And as good as he was last year, and you know them having you know getting taken to the cleaners by by Loyola, it it's. Really, really weird to see. And 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 when you look at those four teams on that 512-413 line, it goes back to me trusting Houston because I know they're going to defend the heck out of you. And that's why I like them uh, to, to face Arizona there. We talked about uh, the Michigan-Colorado State matchup. I just think Michigan is a bad matchup for Colorado State. I think Roddy uh, will struggle with the size Michigan can bring. Uh, Diabate has been really, really good uh, lately. Tennessee and Michigan, I see as a as a matchup. Uh, I'm not buying Loyola Chicago. I think Ohio State with Branham and Liddell are are ready for this moment. I know they haven't looked well, and obviously everybody will bring up Oral Roberts last year. But I oh, Young going to play? I mean, that, that's the question for really. if Young plays, they yeah. win the game. Yep, and that sets up an awesome uh, seven two in my in my opinion. With with Villanova and Ohio State, yeah, that, you know, I'm just looking to that game would be in Pittsburgh, which would be a pretty uh, pretty awesome mm-hmm. crowd. I mean, you'll get you'll get a ton of fans from both schools there, which will be which will be great. Yeah, like they, that line flipped to I think Ohio State opened up as a favorite now. Loyola, yeah, I see Loyola minus one, yeah. I think. Yeah, even though I don't think the Loyola team is as I mean, I, but they they went out and won the Missouri Valley when I was looking at. You think they, Michigan should have got in the tournament? Yes, over the okay. teams that didn't. Yes, okay. Should should they have been in where they are right now and not one of the, the playing in a first four game? Maybe maybe not. But but I mean, you the again the, the players that they had with, with Dickinson, you, you beat 
you beat Iowa late in the season, you beat Purdue late in the season, you yeah. beat Michigan State late in the season, you beat like that's they they they, they had some 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 good wins there in the in the Big Ten. So I don't I don't have a problem uh, putting them in. I mean, I I always have more of a problem with the seating than I do teams that get in, don't get in. Because one of these last four odds are one of these teams aren't going to really factor into the national championship race. I know UCLA did get to the final four mm-hmm. uh, a, a year ago, but like the, the path of the seating and the path that you give certain teams and certain teams opponents, I, I think has a greater is a greater angst to me than arguing whether SMU should have gotten in over Indiana. Okay. Understood. I think Michigan can make a run here. I really do. I, like I said, I would take Michigan's draw over Ohio state's draw. Anytime uh, you're an 11 in your favor. Give me that. <laughs> I, yeah. I, you know, I mean, it's supposed to be in a seven and, and being an underdog to a 10 and then having to play a two. So I, I actually think Michigan uh, can make a run here. And, and if they, it's a, it's a great matchup against Villanova because what does Villanova do with the size? And I've seen Villanova plenty of what times size? this year. Just, <laughs> just, yeah, just run. Um, just run that five out offense, which is just just awesome to watch, and it really puts you in a, in a bind um, defensively. So that's a matchup I want to see. I could see Michigan win it. I could see Villanova win it. But do you think the most te- mo- the number one team people have in the Final Four is Arizona? No, Kansas. out of the one seeds, Kansas. really? Yeah. Okay, all right. You yeah, know, I mean, because I think I think look, I still like Tennessee in this region. I, I, you do I, okay? I, yeah, I know. I mean, I don't care that they got two freshmen in the backcourt. I mean, they, they, those guys have been fearless all year long. Like, uh-huh. like Ziegler is a player, and and, and Chandler can, can can make shots. I like I like. I mean, Vescovi yeah, can run all day. The guy just doesn't get tired. Uh, they, I, I like this Tennessee team, and and I think I think obviously the biggest question is going to be. The guy on the sideline, like yeah. like he struggled in the in since getting to the elite eight in, in what was it two thousand eight that he's been out of the first weekend once. There was there was a ter- was a terrible performance last year in the tournament when they got bounced, but it was Oregon State uh, in his last thirteen games as a head coach in the tournament, his teams were one eleven and one against the numbers, so they clearly do not play up to their expectations. But but hey, we we said that about Virginia was the punchline. Uh, right after they became the first one seed to lose to you to, to a 16 in UMBC. Mm-hmm. And they were the punchline until they weren't. So maybe, maybe Rick Barnes and Tennessee will kind of be the same thing. Like they're the punchline until they're not. But, but I would think that they, they, they would like their matchup against Michigan or Colorado state. And then uh, a Villanova team that they potentially get to avenge a, a loss against and an Arizona team that, they already beat. They're probably better now uh, than they were at the start of the year. Those, those freshmen have gotten some more ball under their uh, their belt. Crease's health. We'll, we'll see how his ankle uh, progresses. He says he's fine, but but I I wouldn't discount Tennessee's chances. I, I think Kansas is by far the the, the most prevalent one seed in the uh, in the final four. Okay, you get Tennessee plus four hundred to win the region. You can also, yeah, you can also get him. Well, you can also have him at thirty-eight to one to win the to win the title. Do you see anyone challenging Kansas besides Iowa? 
But this is I, I've dubbed this my Kansas or chaos region. Like like okay. Kansas, I think is I mean, I think they're head and shoulders. I think above everybody in in this in this region. But if it's not Kansas, like it could be like someone like ridiculous. You've got a two scene in Auburn who they struggle and they struggled away from home. The guards have taken kind of bad shots at times, turn the ball over. You got a three seed in Wisconsin where it looks like Davis is either still hurt and or on fumes. You got a four seed in Providence who Ken Palm has uh, metrically is the luckiest team in the country. You've got a five seed in Iowa who is the, the chic, darling, trendy pick coming off of a Big Ten tournament win. And you got a six seed in LSU that just fired its head coach. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you could go down to, like, the Miami-USC winner as a potential Final Four-type team if it's not Kansas. I mean, well, what, what about Iowa State in a, if they happen to beat LSU in a 6-11 game? Like, the Cyclones p- played pretty well for a good part of this year and, and have some good wins. Like, they could, they could make a run. Richmond if in the in the twelve five like if they happen to beat Iowa like are they going to be scared of Providence or South Dakota State no so like I think this is if this is either a you're you're loading up on Kansas and you're you're solo entry Kansas or you're taking shots with ridiculousnesses like Miami USC Iowa State because I I think the two through six seeds are, are have a ton of flaws. And a ton of warts. And you talked about rolling over with that five at offense. That's what Miami brings. Like, like, like they got a Love bunch Miami. of guards. They got a bunch of guards on the floor uh, that that can score. They got a, a final four coach, and I think that's a great matchup for them with USC. I know, I know the SC's got some size that they might be able to exploit. And Peterson is a a dynamic player. But at SC, the just between the again another they lost team, twice they, to Stanford Bear. They lost I was going to say, yeah, another team just makes some unbelievably baffling decisions. Can't hit free throws. Like, like I like Miami in that game, uh, getting the point and a half to to, to win that game uh, outright. So yeah, like this is a if, if it's not Kansas, like I said, it, it's it's going to be something ridiculous. Yeah, I, I like Miami to go to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, I think LSU's the team because when you watch them. They are a pain, but like I could easily see them coming out of the bottom of that bracket, but the coach thing really, really makes me think again, Uh, just knowing what they were with him and and all the chaos that was around that program the last couple of years, when they got to the court, they usually played well. Um, I was going to say, maybe maybe, maybe it's a good thing now. Maybe maybe it'll it'll be up. It's a weird, weird dynamic because I don't think Iowa State's that good. I don't think they were a tournament team. I, I, I just, I didn't see it. I, they started out great. That's awesome. But I, I didn't see it down the stretch. And Providence is a team. I'm, I'm really rooting for them because I love Ed Cooley so much. Like I, re, I want them, but South Dakota state is a team who I said, I see, I thought both those teams and that, and that summit final were tournament teams. I thought North Dakota state was a really, really good team and they should have got more consideration for the bubble. Just mm-hmm. knowing what they what what they can do and, and the veterans they have and that's that's what I want more in this tournament. Creighton San Diego State is a total toss up to me. I tell you what, getting back to that North Dakota North Dakota State, like the semifinal game oh. of that tournament against Oral Roberts, yeah, 
the, I mean, I mean, Oral Roberts doesn't play a lick of defense, which is fine, but the shots and the open looks and, yeah. and just the, the, the flow of that North Dakota, it was un- that was so much fun to watch in, in the second half, the, the, the North Dakota State offense. I mean, that was insane. So, yeah, it, it, it's a shame that it, there, there wasn't a, uh, a spot for a team like that. Yeah, and – yeah, going back two years uh, last year with with Aismas and and O'Banner, uh with Oral making that run, that was as good as conference tournament as you're going to watch. So, to me, it's Kansas or Iowa in this one, and that's where I struggle because I feel like everybody's going to be on Iowa, mm-hmm. and I have a future on Kansas, which really uh, makes me hate when everyone says they have the easiest road to the final four. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of why I said, like, it's, it's either. I know. I know. And I'm like, oh, he didn't say it too, did he? That's all I've been hearing for three days. And, uh, it's funny, though, because you, you look at, again, we've got to come back to, like, the 413 game. Like, like this is a historically not low number. Yes. Providence minus two. I mean, there have only been two fours that have been favored by two and a half and they both lost outright. So like, it's that weird dynamic of, okay, Providence has been lucky. They're so due to lose. The history says that they're going to lose a spread so low, but like the world's going to be on South Dakota state. So it's like, what do you do on your, like, I might, I might go like contrarian favorite and go Providence here. I could see myself doing that. The problem is that now you got you know the style they play. I'd much rather have the underdog that is more of an offensive team in that matchup. The other one I would I had no I thought I was going to pick and then I didn't see it until later because the games in Milwaukee is Colgate. I, I like Colgate plus the points against Wisconsin. I still don't know what I'm getting with Johnny in Milwaukee. Yeah, that's what I said though. It was in Milwaukee. Like I would have picked I think Colgate on my line in the bracket, but Milwaukee and I think it's the last game. Friday night, like there's going to be some yeah. that 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 crowd's going to be feeling it. So that that talked me out of again. Colgate, Vermont, I, I just feel bad for those teams just getting a brutal draw, um, and and being in the tournament. I mean, everybody's going to talk about what Colgate did to Arkansas last year. They obviously didn't end up covering either. Uh, hey, by you the know, way, you know, I'm just looking at this too. I like. Did you realize Wisconsin is 34th in Ken Palm? Yeah, and they're three seed, and Michigan's thirty third in Ken Palm, and they're they're an eleven. Interesting. That's why I try and watch the games and not going too much into the computers. I, I just i I feel like I I do better with that, and it, it goes back to the Duke and Tennessee thing. Like, don't cry about your seed when you have a better line than than the two seed has. Like, just take it all in, and. uh Sorry to all the people down in College Station. I know you're still upset. <laughs> Conference tournament wins. Pack twelve over five and a half. So you're thinking you Arizona over on that, don't you? If you like Arizona and UCLA, I, I, I think mean, UCLA Arizona is going to get three wins. You would think at least, right? You know, it's UCLA a huge one if you can get two? one out of USC. Gonna say yeah, that's what you're, that's what you're banking on. Yeah, that's that's. Mm. West Coast Conference is you only got two, or no, you got oh that San Francisco one's huge. It's five and a half. Wow, so you that's got, a great what, number. For, you got three teams for five and a half. 
Atlantic mm-hmm. 10 over under one. a half. San Francisco one. See, I'm not willing to give St. Mary's one. No, I know that 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 that's a tough one. And yeah, yeah, that's boy, I'm tempted. I'd be tempted to go under there. What's the both thing? both of those because if if St. Mary's loses and San Francisco loses, even though I don't think San, San Francisco will lose, I think I'd beat Murray. Like that would mean like Gonzaga would have to win the title to go over. How about Big Ten? Ten and a half. It's a lot. Got a lot of teams to get them though. <laughs> well, well, let's do that. Well, let's let's run down. You got, I mean, think about it. if you if you get your first round, if they all win the first round, Purdue will Purdue will win for further first round game. You got to hope Indiana gets in. Are you like? Do they? Does this? What do the rules say on this? Like, does, not, does it does it include the playing game? No. Okay, so you got to hope you got you got to hope Rutgers. And Indiana win their win their playing games, that way they get into the main draw. Correct. Man, I might go under. See, I, I think it's over. The team that's Illinois, huge. Illinois, Illinois, Illinois is huge. As much as I like them, like I, the you, you you're talking me and Michigan to, State. You're talking me on to Houston in that game. Like that's going to be a problem for them because Houston, I, they, they could bully Kofi around. I think. With Carlton and some of those guys. Yes. yes. They're so active. Did you watch any of that game on Sunday? The, the oh, yeah. Memphis game? Oh, that's my ex- good. That, that was just like textbook basketball porn. I mean, just like physicality, freaks all over the place. Like, I no, love no game. chance of getting an offensive rebound. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, no like, yeah, just, one and done, yeah. get back on defense. <laughs> Oh, um, that Big Ten number is awesome. Awesome. SEC. I don't see an SEC number. I see nine and a half. You really need Kentucky. Yeah, that's what you're banking on. And you're banking on Auburn getting to the the Elite Eight. Because you know what you really need? LSU. You really need LSU to play Auburn in the Sweet 16. Yep. Because right there, you get two, you get three. Uh, yep, yep. And you get five with the uh, with the third win. Tennessee, do they have anybody on the upper right? No. Oh, Arkansas is big, too. Mm-hmm. I don't, I well, I'd, go over. I'd go over the SEC. I go under. I, I I don't. I think I think Kentucky gets to the eight. I think I think Tennessee gets to the eight. So if they get to the eight, that's three. Three. So that's six right there between Kentucky and Tennessee. Auburn won't lose to Jacksonville State. That's seven. Watch out, Gamecocks. Mm. I think I think I think you'll be able to find LSU's huge. Three more there. LSU's the, the, the that's that's the one. Yeah. You need two out of them. So if you had to pick, you would rather go over SEC than Big Ten. Yes. Okay. I would. I think I'll, I'll take the Big Ten. Big Ten's got to show up after last year. Oh, got uh, There's a reason they haven't won a title in 23 years. <laughs> <laughs> Memphis is huge for your American over under two. Mountain yeah, West two. Wow. Yeah, they know. 
You're in an eight nine game with Creighton. Your six seed is an underdog. Big 12, nine and a half. ACC, four and a half. Oh, God. ACC, four and a half. Unders, plus 150. That's a no-brainer. You think so? Ah, See, I sort of like Carolina's draw. I think the bracket's going to be rigged so we get Duke and Carolina in the final four. Stop. Kidding. Kidding. Please. I'd go over there. Yeah, the more you really, if you get Miami, it's almost get Miami, like get Miami to win one and, and Notre Dame gets a win tonight. Like they could beat Alabama. I go, I go over. I, I'd, I, I'd lay the 180 there because Duke, Duke's going to get to the 60. They're going to beat Michigan. State. You can I have mean, that bet. <laughs> I'll book that one. And you, you and me will talk offline about a Duke, Duke uh, Michigan State or Davidson money line. Absolutely. Um, anything else? No. Have I you looked at the women's bracket. I have not. I, I, I have been busy with with, with columns and the this first just, this just in daily wager. Oh, you're doing podcast. I've been I've, I've been I've been bracketology. I've I've, I've been busy. I've, I've not I've not said go getting Cam Smith home yesterday was 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 a bonus. Congratulations. I mean, you talk about a sweat. Good God. <laughs> You're up three on 18. Why the hell are you taking out driver after you snap hooked one into the woods three holes earlier? And how about the, how about the, how about the onions to, with that chip after chipping through the fairway? Yeah. Like to come up with that, with that chip to give himself a, a tap in bogey putt. Pretty impressive. Oh man. Pretty impressive. Um, gambling stuff is hard. I grabbed before Trust the, before the Big East women's title game, I grabbed UConn plus six fifty to win the title, and now they're now they're plus three and change places. That closing line value. There you go. Look at yep. you getting ahead. Of, just getting ahead of the move. Hey, Gino. Gino, this type of year usually does pretty well. I'll take my shot. <laughs> what has it been? What's it been? Four years since they won. Yeah. So, so, what, so what's their uh, – what are they, a two-seed, I'm guessing, is what? They're a two-seed in NC State's – they're a two-seed in the Bridgeport region. Come on. Um, they're going. So uh, what's your final four in your bracket? Um, I have two, and I'm not sure on which one I'm submitting. UCLA, UCLA Tennessee, Kansas, and – I don't know about the. You don't like Texas Tech as much as I do. And in Texas Tech or Gonzaga. Okay. I haven't fully gotten through it yet. I think Villanova is worth a shot to make the Final Four. I just love the way they play. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like they're they're not as good as the the teams that won the national title, but you know they they're yeah they'll be a tough out. And then one more I wanted to check to make the Sweet Sixteen. The Yukon Husk- Huskies plus 140. I will take that. I mean, you could just money line it too, is what, what you could do. You think there'll be a dog against Arkansas? Yes. Okay. Team B, here we go. See, these, these are what I like. These are, these are kind of like our either wars. I'm looking at the Caesars website right now. Yeah. Team to progress the furthest Tennessee oh. or Purdue. 
Tennessee minus 145. Ah, see, I like Purdue in that one. Team to progress the furthest, Murray State minus 140 over Miami. I take Miami. Team to progress the furthest, Villanova minus 105, Duke minus 115. Villanova all day. So here, here's one that I like. Taking team with the most wins, Texas Tech versus Purdue. I take Texas Tech there. Ooh, yeah. Texas Tech minus 115. There you go. Saban, Alabama versus LSU. <laughs> Gonzaga versus Arizona. Gonzaga minus 240. Well, he, he like this is this is a this is a wild one too. I would take Arizona there. Yeah. Arizona versus Kansas. Arizona minus 115, Kansas minus 105. Like that's a weird one right there because like Kansas's draw like should have them in the eight. Well, see, that's why I asked you about the public. Like, I, I think it's pretty split. People, I think everybody has Arizona playing Kansas in their bracket. Okay. Everybody, except me. That's why I won't pick that. That that that's why I try I try and get at Kentucky versus Auburn. Who will go farther? Give me Kentucky all day. They're plus money. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, a lot, a lot of interesting ones here. Yeah, they did a good job. Good stuff. All right. Anything else before we go? How the Jets doing in free agency? Um, I saw they I saw they signed uh, uh, Uzoma and uh, uh, Lakin Tomlinson, which pretty good. All right. And then help bring in some guys on the offense. Now they just need a quarterback. There we go. They'll get there. We'll see what they we'll see what they do in the uh, in the draft with two top ten picks. Can't wait to get out. You, you you're coming out right for the draft. I would hope so. Do you want Kyle Hamilton? Do I want him? I I think there's probably better uses of the pick. Okay. That high at that high of a pick. But Uh, he's a good player. All right. I would prefer. I mean, it depends what they're doing for agency. I would prefer a. I would prefer a cornerback. Like I I think Stingley's going to be a great pro. I think I do. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Okay. Look at the way he played as a freshman. He clearly held himself out the last two years. LSU was a freaking mess. He's going to be a great pro. So I'll take Stingley and maybe Kyle uh, Linderbaum. Can't win without an offensive line, my man. Darn right, you can't. You are darn right. Um, alrighty, that will do it for us. Maybe pre masters. Well, pre-master, shoot, pre-pre-sweet 16. I think we should come back next week. Next, oh, next we, week? All right. Assess. Done. Done, done. Maybe not for as long as we knocked it around here. Okay. But, yeah, give, give, the, give the people a little sweet 16 preview. Very good. Um, thanks, to everybody. Got any questions? Tweet at us, at Chris Felic on Twitter, at Steve 82 It's a great time. I hope everybody enjoys it. We will talk to you next week. Bear. Take us away. Yeah, I will. I will. I will thread together some more of those uh, bracket tournament tidbits mm-hmm. on my uh, on my timeline once I finalize updating and adding some more of them. So uh, for those who like that, I will. I will take care of that. And remember, the less you bet, the more you lose when you win.
You can listen to follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcast. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.